0: Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR presents. This is going to be about the armor 2.0 system coming to destiny in September with shadow keep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google play Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage, probably live right now. Actually, when a lot of these videos are going to be hitting, I might be traveling, but typically I'm streaming in the mornings, long streams, show up, hit the follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit like, and subscribe. That helps me out as well. So, We're going to walk through the Armor 2.0 system. First, I'm going to describe to you the energy system as they described it in a Polygon interview. Talked a little bit about this on Fireteam Chat with Destin and Paul Tassi. We're going to talk about mods for what. What is this investment for? What are these extra mods for? The content right now doesn't seem to really demand it. And then lastly, we're going to talk about customization with respect to how we look as well as thinking through loadouts, We've been talking a lot about set bonuses on this channel, you know, for raids and for other activities, you know, we should do some set bonuses. Uh, Reading the description of armor 2.0 has me a little concerned that set bonuses and loadouts might not actually be a thing, but they may. They may. So let's just walk through this. Okay. Energy system. So the way the energy system is going to work is you're going to actually power up the armor to increase its capacity. Now, they've not told us how we're going to do that. Are we dumping resources into the armor? Are we just wearing it and doing activities? Whenever you increase its capacity, that's basically going to let you equip more mods on the armor. So right now, if you open up your armor, there is two mod slots, one for the activity and one sort of just like an armor mod for, you know, the various things you can get. Now, the activity slots are only on the newest armor, whether you get it from Menagerie, the Raid, or the Eververse. So the activity would be something like giving hand. While you're on the Leviathan, melee kills have a chance to give, you know, dropping heavy ammo. And then I have Major Resist here. I could swap it for, you know, melee or whatever. So, currently, currently, two slots is what you get. So if you're able to get more slots, we don't know the number... But I would think it's going to be somewhere between three and four, total. Because if you already have two, they're not going to necessarily, you know... I don't think they're going to just give us one. I, I think it'd probably be four, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, adding those mods, you're able to stack. You know, they talked about that in the interview. You can stack, you know, your your hand cannon reloader. If you really like hand cannons, you can stack things that you like. The other thing they're doing is, is they're doubling the stats on armor. Intellect, discipline, and strength are coming back. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to be implemented. Paul made a good point on the Fireteam chat episode that I was on with him, where we already are influencing Intellect, Discipline, and Strength with mods. You can give yourself better Super Energy, Melee Energy, or Grenade Refresh. You can do what you can do that already with mods. The other thing they're going to be doing with the stats, not just adding Intellect, Discipline, and Strength, they're going to be widening the range of mobility, recovery, and resilience. They've not yet explained what that means, how that's going to play out, but the, the range and the impact of... Those three things, mobility, recovery, and resilience, what we currently interact with, is going to be widened. Again, we'll have to wait and see what this means. So at a ground level, what they're aiming to do with the Armor 2.0 system is give you the ability to invest in the armor and level it up, and once it's leveled up, you can then put more mods on it to have more control over what is going on. So second, let's talk about mods for what. I brought this up on Fireteam Chat, <clears throat> and I thought it'd be good to do an actual, my own episode of, of talking through this and thinking through this, because presently, anytime, if you listen to my content or the Q&A sessions, anytime people are like, you know, Lono, we need more, you know, stats on our armor. We need more perks. I've always come back and said, yeah, but for what? What do we need? Why, why do we need more stats? Why do we need more perks on armor? What content is demanding you to min max your loadout, to min max your armor. What is, what are you, what content are you going into? Now you might look at heroic menagerie, and start to get ideas about maybe ways that you could influence, you know, super regeneration or melee or grenade or something like that. I could see somebody maybe looking at heroic menagerie, but presently, like I'll give you an example. Stacking mods for reload sounds really cool. I can, you know, they're they're, they're telling us you'll be able to stack if you really want to reload your hand cannons lightning fast. You can do that that's cool from a customization standpoint of you really leaning into, you know, I'm going to be adding the sales, so there's going to be new perks and mods that they haven't gone into yet. But my big question is always going to be like, for what? What content are we going into? What's the context? What are we doing that's requiring us to essentially min-max? You don't really need to min-max in Destiny right now. We need content and a context for this level of investment. I'm not saying that They can't add that. I'm just saying presently in the the content that we have now, there really isn't a reason for you to have that level of investment. Now, somebody in chat is saying solo two and three man challenges could require it. That's niche. That is niche. But again, you may have just enumerated something that they could do. What if they create content that has some of those challenges baked in? They have challenge mode, challenge bounty, something of that nature where you do strip down the team to less players. You know, there's triumphs where everybody has to use the same subclass. Things of that nature. You know, nobody die. You got to make sure nobody dies. You know, things like that could, could be fed by this. I agree. That could be a way and an evolution and iteration of this idea. But presently, we don't have that in Destiny. I happen to think we might not even see that type of content in September, maybe beyond. Somebody's saying PvP. That's another environment where, yeah, you could definitely really round out a character with super regeneration, melee, and grenade regeneration to really, really ratchet things up and give yourself an edge over the competition. But again, we would need something like trials to come back for people to really care and really invest in those pathways. Right now, more stats and power on armor just doesn't really have a place to shine. And that's ultimately what you want this, I think, to do. It's one thing to say, oh, you have more customization and control over your character. You can really increase reload and super and melee energy. That's great. But the danger, obviously, then would be to trivialize content. If you're getting your melee, your super, your grenade, all back really, really fast, you're reloading your gun lightning fast, eventually you're just going to basically feel like, well, none of the content's really challenging. I can do so much to my armor. I can make myself so strong. You can really start to... Trivialize the content, so I would hope they would have thought this through about a context for this stuff to shine Given the timely the, the given the timeliness of the you know these types of updates these types of things I don't know if they're gonna have time to really revamp the end game challenge for destiny in September But they did experiment with some things in season of opulence the contest modifier in the raid and heroic menagerie Would be sort of the two things I would think maybe they could look at and say let's 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 continue to flesh out this endgame challenge and these end game struggles lastly let's talk about customization this is an area where we don't have a lot of clarity just yet i had somebody correct me on youtube well he thought he was correcting me we still don't know he's like lono all the year one armor sets are coming back i saw them in the video and i'm like okay that's not an official announcement from bungie right that's not, a, that's not an official announcement from Bungie. Just seeing old sets in the video, those could be ornaments, you know? Hey, you can use the armor set from IO or Nessus as an ornament system with the transmog. They made it seem like the only armor pieces that would be able to be used as an ornament were the ones from the Eververse, but we'll see. That's the big question I have. What about the old sets? Are they ornaments? Are they earnable? What, like, what exactly are they? Like, how are how are the old sets going to function in the game post-Armor 2.0 system? What What's going to be their role? Can we grind for them? Can we earn them from the planets? You know, again, are they just ornaments? Like, how's all that going to play out? The other thing to consider is, if I spend this much time on an armor set, I want you to imagine the amount of time you're going to invest in one armor set you're energizing it up, you're leveling it up, you're investing in it, you're putting mods in it, the mods probably have to be purchased or earned. You know, you're going to invest all this time. That seems like that might work against us having loadouts, set bonuses, or activity sets. You know, a whole activity set for the raid, for strikes, for planets, You know, all those things we've thought would be really, really nice to have. I wonder if this type of investment path works against... Or will it complement the, the the what we've been talking about? Because then you'll really feel the value of investing in a loadout for the raid. You'll really feel the value of investing in a loadout for strikes. Like you might actually feel more empowered by this system. We we'll have to, you know, we'll obviously have to wait and see. Like how long does it take to invest in an entire armor set? Because. I still think there's a massive potential for set bonuses and an entire set or loadout for a given activity like you want to have all the armor pieces for the raid strikes nightfall whatever you definitely feel that desire I think I still feel that desire I just wonder if this level of investment in just one pair of gauntlets could potentially grate against that idea because you're not going to have time to get that many armor sets. That could be a good problem to have or a frustrating problem to have, right? Like, oh, you have too much to do. That's a good problem to have. Maybe, again, that harkens back to we need a context for it to shine. Are you really going to spend that kind of time investing in an armor set if there's not a lot of places to take it? So I think Loadout still may be possible and something fun. I'm glad they're adding depth. We'll just have to wait and see if this is something that really adds to the experience and enhances it or just becomes something tedious that doesn't really have a context or a place to shine. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my discussion of the Armor 2.0 system coming to Destiny with Shadowkeep. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And we're going to jump right into the Q&A because I want to make sure I use the time as best as I can. Did have some resubs come in, uh, one from EJ Dump, 34 months, getting close to three years. Thank you jester says do you think shadowkeep will be able to compete with borderlands 3 here's the thing i don't necessarily think that games compete in this way right i think there are people in destiny that will never touch borderlands okay then there's people that will touch borderlands but will split the time with destiny i don't think there are tons of people who will play borderlands 3 and then a week or two later, be like, I'm never going back to Destiny. I'm not interested in Shadowkeep. I think the amount of people who will play Borderlands and and never come back to Destiny or take a long time to come back to Destiny, I think those people are in the minority. I think the games can coexist. They're very, very different. They're very, very different. Borderlands is very, it's a linear loop. You know, You run through it and then you run through it again, run through it again, run through it again. Destiny is a hobbyist, game-as-service style game. And they're embracing the MMO nature of it, they're embracing the idea of it continuing to extend the experience. You gotta consider that by the time they start getting into their annual past content, right? There's the winter, the spring, and the summer. I don't know what their plans are for expanding the Borderlands experience as you're playing. But it they're they're very, very different. So whenever we think about like competing. I don't think there are there there's this long list of people in the community out of the, out of the millions of people who play in a given week. I don't think that there's this crazy crazy high amount of people that as soon as another RPG comes out that's decent with loot-based things in it, I don't think they're they're going to just bounce and be like, "Dude, I'm done with Destiny for forever." I just don't think that's how people operate. I really don't. So, um, will we, uh, warlord, thank you for two months. Welcome back. Dan the Noob, in your opinion, what are the positives and negatives of Armor 2.0? Well, as far as I can see, it's all positives. The only potential negatives I could see is, again, as I said at the end of the talk, it could grate against the idea of having set bonuses in an entire set for a certain activity. Because you might not want to do that. You might be like, dude, I just invested all this time in this set. I don't want to do that again with another set. Now, maybe you do. Maybe they'll set it up its pace in a way that hardcore players would feel that drive to have a full set for PvP, a full set for raids, a full set for whatever Um, and then as I said, I don't know if this is a negative but like, are you really going to feel motivated to invest that amount of time in a piece of armor if there's no real context or end game content that you feel driven to go in with a min max set like that level of min maxing typically comes in a game like division where it's necessary you need min max or you're not going be to beat the content marky mark do you think bungie has pvp in mind with his new armor system or will it be something that is more beneficial to pve well i think both honestly because if you think about quicker reload ref- and if you think about quicker refresh time on anything in your arsenal that's helpful in pvp the more often you can throw grenades the more often that you can you know pop your super those have big influences on pvp especially when you use something like an area of effect grenade like a pulse nade on a titan that's very very influential over when people can push when they can't push throwing that on a capture point in dom like i'm sorry it's called control like that is that's huge and if you if you have yourself set up to where you're getting grenades very very rhythmically that'll affect the game of that'll affect the game flow of pvp significantly So for me, obviously, I'm thinking PvE. I I I feel like it'll benefit both. But they're really... Min-maxing in PvP will always help. You can always be a little bit quicker. You can always get things a little bit faster in PvP, and that adds an edge over the other team. I think people take something like that the most serious when there's an actual competitive environment to go into. Trials or a tournament or something. Oh, that Arab guy. From what I understand in 2.0, you can add hand cannon loader perks and mods to any gauntlets you want. Did I understand that correctly? Also, congrats on New York City. Work on your voice. Uh, you don't want to be whisper casting. That's right. Um, well, you, yeah, it did seem like you could put it anywhere. So maybe they're going to strip... Oh, I wonder if that's what they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to strip the perks out and intellect, discipline, and strength will show up in as far as perks so you'll get a roll of gauntlets that'll have certain things maybe contributing to intellect discipline and strength as well as mobility resilience and recovery and then you're gonna add perks like hand cannon reloader unflinch and all that with the mod system i wonder if that's how they're gonna do it so you're gonna pay, get a pair of gauntlets and be like this is a great role you don't have to worry about it being reloader or this reloader you're putting that on your own you're the one that's in in charge of that that perk that perk system on that piece of armor so yeah it seems like that's what they were doing i'll be very interested to see how the, how this plays out because that's a lot of customization uh, speedroid says thank you for taking my question i think that a large portion of the community protests against super mods in crucible with the introduction of intellect back into the game, you think the abuse, or lack of a better word, of increased super cooldown and abuse of other mods in general will pose a problem to PvP game modes? I know you're saying, for lack of a better word, I, I don't I don't appreci- appreciate or resonate with people saying you're abusing something that's in the game. Um, I took issue with that, you know, a tweet from, from Triple Rec. It was just like, I, I don't have any issue with him, but it's like, dude, we don't really need to put out this narrative that if people are using things that are really strong, that's abuse. Um, because now you're using it in a completely different c- category. You know, oh, people abuse super mods. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, It gets to the point where it's like everything that can make you powerful is abuse then. Because was I abusing Skullfort with shoulder charge? Was I abusing Lord of Wolves? I was just using stuff that was helping me kill people. Isn't that kind of what you're supposed to do? Um, now, i hear what you're saying right i hear what you're saying you're saying with the introduction of this aren't isn't going to get ridiculous right you're going to be able to just have your super all the time again we don't know like are you going to be able to get a role of intellect discipline and strength on the gear that you can't influence anymore you can't stack a bunch of super mods they may be taking that power away from you right you're not going to be able to have five pieces with five super mods Listen, I get it. I know it's frustrating going into the Crucible and playing against a guy who's bottom tree striker titan with all these super mods and he can basically be in his super for forever and he's using Lord of Wolves. Like, I get it. I do. I totally get that being a point of frustration. I just think we need to change the dialogue about it. It's not a crutch, as someone in chat is saying. It's not a crutch. It's not abuse. It's literally playing efficiently, when you go into a game and you're like, what's the strongest guns, what's the strongest loadout, and you use that, it's not abuse, like, when I play Fortnite, okay, and I have a gray tack shoddy, and I see a gold combat shoddy, and I pick that up, and I use that against people, because it's so much stronger, and I kill some guy who doesn't have that, you would never be like, oh man, Lono just abusing that combat shotty. But no, he's using something that he found that is obviously and blatantly stro- stronger than the other, the other shotguns in the game, the other shotgun that he had. It's not abuse. It's literally equipping what is strong, you know? And so I resonate with the frustration but I don't cosign with the criticisms. You know? I don't I don't resonate I don't co-sign the criticisms. I resonate and I empathize with the frustrations. I get it. When you play some sweathead one-eyed mask wearing weirdo who just plays Crucible all day and he's almost unkillable. He's got recluse mountaintop one-eyed mask, bottom tree striker titan, super mods on every piece. You know, that guy is going to make your life hell in the Crucible. I get it. That's irritating you're gonna send him a message and telling him he's abusing that it's like why what i don't understand he's using what's made of what's been made available in the game just like i use what's made available to me in fortnite when i pick up a really strong shotgun or a gold scar instead of a white ar right you pick up and use what you have determined is the best equipment for the job you know so and listen Truth be told, I talked about this with Little Sonic at Guardian Con, and we were laughing. But I told him, I was like, the truth is, the more grimy your build in Crucible, the more fun you have sometimes, you know. I, I told him I was just running shoulder charge with Skull Fort and Lord of Wolves. It's grimy, absolutely grimy, very low skill required. But I was having a freaking blast when I had to get hand cannon kills for the Lumina. I was miserable. And it wasn't even that many hand cannon kills. I think I got it in two games, but I was miserable. I was like, this is irritating. No one will get in a gunfight. You hit them twice, they leave the lane, and then they look for a better angle to push with their Lord of Wolves or or their Super or Heavy or whatever. Trying to use your primary in a Crucible can be very frustrating sometimes. 11 months from TJR6, thank you. Amish Milkman, I have noticed that with my hunter, if I don't run a balanced gear set, I'm super squishy slow, and I have no air control my friend runs a warlock zero movement in all regen and resistance and can keep up with me full sprint do you think this was intentional or something missed can be fixed in 2.0 well, if they're gonna increase, what'd they say they're gonna be increasing the range of of mobility, recovery, and resility, uh, resility Resilience. They're going to widen the range of mobility, recovery, and resilience. Maybe mobility will actually start affecting sprint speed. Right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. We don't know. You would think they would start to say that's what mobility is. It's you moving faster. You know? Speedroid. Speedroid you mentioned that in order for the pvp community to really want need to take advantage of armor two auto customization there needs to be end game pvp like trials to incentivize this do you think competitive can be reworked to fulfill this need or does trials need to come back you structure your questions very well um i i don't want to say needs to come back but i'm close to saying trials needs to come back because that's when I think this sort of min-maxing, working on your loadout during the week, it really gets the proper footing I'm getting what I need, I'm really getting my loadout going, my buddy's gonna run this I'm gonna run that, and there's there is something about Trials 3v3 Elim now don't use all the maps, some of the maps in this game would be horrendously bad for 3v3 Elim, but I think that does something there's something on the line you know, there's something on the line You've got to get the win. you got to win the round. you got to win the card, whatever. Um, so because of that, I think Trials is so close to being needed. I'm not saying it is needed, but if you're going to give people the opportunity to min-max their loadout and really craft their build, to me it makes more sense to give that person a playground where that really makes the most sense. Because quick play, more than likely, is going to get a whole lot sweatier in Art with because of Armor 2.0. I think quick play is going to get more sweaty, because you're not giving people a, a place to go. I, I feel like trials gave those hardcore sweaty players and those sweat teams, like, a context to sort of look forward to, right? They're like, oh, well, I can look forward to the weekend, I can really pour my you know my energy and my my competitive spirit into the weekend i don't gotta i don't gotta beat up people all week in quick play romanian czar wouldn't this armor change make the game more basic i feel like stacking multiple mods could break the flow and change of the game well you would hope they would incentivize you to not do that well i'm just gonna stack all these mods oh yeah well, I, I, I can have a much more robust, more well-rounded loadout than you because I'm not stacking, you know? If you're if you're stacking a bunch of like hand cannon reloader mods, you're limiting What you can do when you're with your loadout. You're limiting what you can do with your armor and because of that You're gonna say oh wait, there's these new mods in the game. There's these new builds You can really craft. There's these stats you can influence. You're not influencing those stats you're not influencing that part of your loadout because you're just stacking a bunch of hand cannon reloader. And yeah, and, and Pharaoh's saying what Paul Tassie said on Fireteam Chat. Maybe have diminishing returns on the same mod, or after so many, you're getting you're getting very little impact. You know, Coric, do you think mod components will become more valuable when they are currently uh, than they are currently when Shadowkeep launches? Well, if mod components are a part of the currency system with armor 2.0, they need to set up a way for us to earn them, because there's just not a way to earn them right. it doesn't, there's not a really good way to stack up and get a lot of mod components, I mean, if you do the gunsmith bounties, you get you get a smattering, but it doesn't seem like enough, especially once you look at Ada's stuff, and you look at the cost of what she's selling, the mod component conversion rate is really odd, and maybe they just haven't figured it out yet. Because you don't really, nobody's really weaving that into their weekly activities anyway. Speedroid. Do you think you should be able to remove mods from armor without dismantling the armor piece entirely? How do you think this could play, uh, affect play flow come Shadowkeep? Yeah, I don't understand why I can't take them out. Right? Why can't I just take the mod out? Man, this this pair of gauntlets are nice, but I want to use these other gauntlets, and I want this mod. I got to dismantle the armor they're in like I yeah I think being able to swap them out would be a really really good change Kinematic Echo do you think armor bonus should center around abilities or activity specific bonuses gamut prime collector I would love it I think both is my answer I think both right like Activity-specific set or have it centered around abilities. Like, I can really, really build into an ability-driven set, you know? You could, do, you could definitely do both here. Because I like the idea of getting activity-specific benefits, like Raid Armor from Destiny 1. I never played D1. What is Intellect, Discipline, and Strength? So, Intellect, the higher your Intellect, the quicker you got your Super. The higher your Discipline, the quicker you got your Grenades. And the higher your strength, the quicker you got your melee. So it's kind of already in the game now because there's melee, grenade, and super mods that can be stacked that influence how quickly you get those items. Or abilities, sorry. Severedge says Do you think they will have a limit on how many mods of a specific type? Example, only two to three sniper scavenger perks will be allowed. Uh, they didn't indicate that. In the talk, it seemed to be the opposite of what you're saying. It seemed like you'll be able to stack a bunch of hand cannon reloaders if you really want to. That's like a thing you're going to be able to do. dragon with 27 months, thank you. Like... And honestly, you know, Finn's putting in chat, Tier 12 disc strength Night Stalker. I loved running my Tier 12 discipline build with Starfire Protocol. I just, it was so fun. I could throw grenades as fast as I could push the button it was it was super super dope and it really it really made me enjoy the investment in that build you know I loved it Nova hands, I've been messing around with fun builds around demolitionists lately and I see a lot of potential do you think mod 2.0 will start to really move us away from rampage kill clip roles or is it going to require a fundamental change of encounters of enemies I mean I don't know if rampage kill clip is ever going to be not appealing Cause it increases damage and that's great. That's, that's like a strong thing, you know? So increasing damage is a, is a ground level benefit in destiny. It's a ground level benefit. You kill stuff faster. Um, now we might not really feel like we need outlaw feeding frenzy. If you can stack reload mods and make your, you know, and you're reloading your guns really, really fast, then you might not need that. And you could go for a different role. I just—they're gonna need to come up with new perks on guns to make us lean away from rampage and kill clip, because you get rampage stacked up to three on any hand cannon or the breakneck, um, and it just—it feels really, really good. It feels really, really strong. It's—it's it's fun to kill ads fast. It really is. It's fun to kill ads fast, and rampage and kill clip really feed into that and really make it feel like you are—you're benefiting from the perk. That's why I've always liked Outlaw, and it's why I've always liked Kill Clip, because you can, it's so tangible. It's so clear to you. Whenever you're using those perks, there's no question that it's, you are seeing the benefit. You're reloading fast. You're you're seeing the bigger numbers hit on the enemies. You know, whenever I would use like hand laid stock or brace frame or things like that, it was harder to see the benefit. You kind of knew it was helping, and if you used you know a pulse rifle with brace frame and a pulse rifle without you you would definitely feel the difference especially in crucible but a lot of the times i think that's one of the dangers like firefly man you know that's working you know outlaw feeding frenzy rampage it's so tangible and visible to your experience you that impacts how strong you feel it's one thing to know You're stronger when you look at like the DPS numbers after a raid boss fight or something. It's another thing to feel experientially stronger. You know, reloading fast, you know, popping heads really efficiently, seeing those bigger numbers pop up. That makes your experience, you also feel stronger. Instead of just knowing like factually, you're like, well, I'm optimum DPS right now. It's like, well, no, I can literally visibly see how dope this gun is, you know? That I think is a huge help because, and this is why I said they need elemental primaries back in the game. Take all primaries, put them in that primary slot, take all secondaries, put them in that secondary slot and give us elemental primaries and then give us really cool elemental perks that I could see it. You know, Zalo with the chain lightning, things like that. When you can see the benefit, it adds to the experience. Uh, Ecal, how do you think exotics will fit into 2.0? Will they drop with full energy, reduce mod? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that's 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 another thing to consider is am I going to be able to get like an Ophidia spath chest piece for my hunter and invest energy in it and then get a bunch of put a bunch of like melee perks on it so not only am I getting my blades back faster from the mods but Ophidia Spath is also giving me two you know two of the knife trick throws you know I I think that there there's definitely room for exotics to be a part of this. You don't want them to not be included, but you got to be careful because you could easily break, (laughs) break the game or break the exotic, you know? So this is a little bit of a shorter Q and A and that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to push my voice to the breaking point. Um, we only had about 20 questions. Totally fine. Not as interesting of a subject. We don't have a lot of the information. So I'm going to call it there. We're going to keep streaming. But if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash of the Rage. As with all my content, please like, share, and subscribe.